0: You're listening to Revenue Vitals with Chris Walker. What's up, everyone? Welcome in. So getting into it, there were a couple of, uh, whether it's through my own LinkedIn posts and things like that, that create a lot of comments and insights that I'm able to get about what are people asking questions about what people, what things might people not be like understanding or how could I explain it better so people could understand. And so I'm going to go through a couple of those things as clarifying points that build on a lot of the details that I've been talking about for the past, maybe four to six episodes of the overall podcast, maybe the last two or three sessions here so the first thing that comes up is people have been asking like what is an operating model what is a data model some people comment on my post and say like we don't use an operating model in my company Um, and so i kind of want to explain that because no matter whether you consciously or or don't recognize it you are always using some underlying operating model and data model uh, across the company typically at least general alignment about what's going on that then influences all the different things, the reports that you build to the board, the strategies that you put together and why you put them together around the KPIs that you're going to measure and optimize for, the tools that you buy, the types of agencies or outsourced vendors that you hire, the team makeup and skills as well. So let's talk through that. And these are, these are generally like interconnected, like they usually come together, but I've broken them into two separate things just to help illustrate the concept. But generally they come packaged closely together. So you have the operating model, which basically delivers the underlying process of like what you're trying to do. So think about like the the most basic marketing funnel, like aware top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom funnel. Like that is some like framework of an operating model. Um, And so then we do certain things on the top of the funnel based on our assumptions about what the top of the funnel means. And then the middle of the funnel, we gate eBooks to get their email address because HubSpot taught us to do that in 2013. And then we deliver somebody a case study for the bottom of the funnel or hope they see a case study and you can kind of see how that works. So an operating model is a way of thinking about a process and what are the steps that we want to complete in that process. And then how does that work overall? The data model that gets packaged with that is what are the core KPIs that we measure along that process to know whether or not we're on or off track, as well as if we can find inefficiencies in the process or early warning signals or things like that. And so in the traditional data model that companies use, it would be the first step is lead, then it's do stuff to the lead to try and get it to MQL. Then, then it passes the baton to SDRs and SDRs then say, okay, this is an SAL. Then we call them and try to get a meeting. It becomes an SQL and then sales gets involved. And then we try and SQO it and close one it. And so the, the operating model is marketing does stuff, then sales SDRs do stuff. Then sales does stuff. And the data model is that lead to SQO process that I just talked through. And so they kind of come together, no matter what a company is using something like this. And so people will get this example, like if you ask almost any sales team, what is the sales methodology or this quote unquote sales operating model that you use in your company? Every CRO will have an answer to that. They'll say Sandler or Medpick, if they're big in enterprise or, um, challenger or the million other variations of these sales methodologies that companies spend millions of dollars a year for big companies to have these companies come in and train their team to all operate inside of the same underlying operating model. If you went to the CMO and asked the same question, you will not get a confident answer about what is the operating model that you use in your go to market, or what is the operating model that you use for marketing? Most people like. Once you explain it that way, we'll say, well, yeah, we use the general MQL or MQA. Now we're in the double funnel and then SQL and SQL." And so as a marketing leader, one acknowledging that whether you recognize it or not, your company does use an operating model. And if you do not have one, it's most likely defaulting to the MQL or the most uh, generally accepted version of that. And if you don't know what the operating model is, there's no way that your team does. And so then your team is operating in a way that's not fully aligned to what you want to achieve. Getting, uh, getting a little bit deeper is how downstream in revenue strategy, tech and tools, and tactical execution gets built upon these types of things. So the first example, like a lot of people say like, oh, why is not attribution part of like the data model? Why is it in tech and tools? I'll explain that right now. In the lead MQL, SQL, SQL one model, which is what a majority of the technology that's available on the market today is built around that model. Companies already think that they need it. They think that they need leads. So what is easy for vendors to build new ways for you to get leads cheaper or more efficiently. So they build on top of these models because companies have already accepted that this is what we do and this is what we're trying, what the KPIs that we're trying to optimize for. And it's a much easier sell for a technology vendor to sell you something that you already think that you need versus trying to change your behavior to something entirely new. And it's no, no fault to them. It's a good business decision, but you just need to be aware of it. And so when the attribution vendors came along, what happened? What was the first thing? It was like HubSpot's like 2015 version of their platform had like a first touch like they had original source and first touch attribution to try and have marketing be the first source. And it was only measured based on the one, like one touch of where did the lead come from? So the technology gets built around the operating model. And then as we've gotten more deep into this process overall, now you have companies that are starting to move to like a quote unquote, ABM model that doesn't actually have a very defined underlying framework of what you measure and why, and so when they move, the key move that they make is they stop measuring leads and they start measuring opportunities. And so when you start measuring opportunities, if you did it in this way, it would show that basically no marketing is working because the sort like ABM is really driven to go outbound. It's like marketing gets a con- like a contact or an M- MQA. We're not getting leads anymore. Now they're MQAs. We're going to go outbound. So if you used the other attribution system of like first touch or things like that, it would show that the marketing isn't actually driving ROI. So what do vendors do? Vendors then build the influenced revenue model the influenced attribution reports around this new way of operating instead of using the lead as the main measure, but now using the opportunity and then trying to get touch points on that opportunity. And so if you look over and over in history, you'll see that the shift happens at the operating model and data model first, and then vendors will build around the new direction that's going. So when like Forrester and Gartner started to promote ABM account-based marketing in like 2017, that became a big signal to all the other vendors that pay Gartner and Forrester that this is a new model that's happening. And so I'm going to start to build new technology around the way companies are going to operate in the future. And so tech and tools while it, and what happens in a lot of companies is they move the they move attribution back as a core KPI instead of a way to measure the effectiveness of each individual program. And when you start to mix attribution and KPIs, which I've talked about a lot, Some of the things that happen and some of the things that I see almost every time is like, especially for cybersecurity companies, and we've been doing a lot of them recently, but you look at the influence revenue report against opportunities, and it shows that content syndication is their best performing program, and it influenced $6 million in revenue last year, content syndication, and there's a bunch of other ways to justify their LinkedIn ads using an influence revenue report and all these different things. And then when you look at it in an entirely different view, where you break up demand creation, demand capture, and demand conversion, you apply a different data model. What you find is that content syndication, when used as a demand capture mechanism, is highly ineffective and leads to very low sales productivity. Even just based on the operating model that you use, it also alters how, how you look at the data and what insights that you get out of it. And so that topic was a little bit heady. It was kind of a little bit up there. So if people have some questions that want to go deeper, would love to... Uh, to spend a little bit of time there, but it's, uh, we're going to start to document some of this stuff. So you actually have the visuals. You can start to see the flow. I think it'll become a lot more clear over time. And one of the core things that Sydney and I have been working on a lot is looking through the process. So what I'm calling at the moment, I don't think it's fully baked, but what I'm calling at the moment is like the five core stages of your revenue strategy, which is you adopt an operating model, that operating model then builds and informs your data model, what are the core KPIs that we measure, then the executives get together and say, what strategies are we going to put in place? And how are we going to allocate big sums of budget in order to achieve the KPIs? So the strategy actually happens based on the KPIs, not the other way around. Then we have tech and tools. So we decide what tools do we need to execute and measure this revenue strategy? And then tactical execution, what can our teams do execute well to achieve the core KPIs based on the strategy that's been built. And those are the five core stages of a revenue strategy that typically happen in a linear fashion. So you choose one that it, it each one, each uh, part of the process you move downstream is informed by the previous stages. Um, so when you look back at the overall thing, the operating model and the data model are the drivers of everything downstream. Um, and so if you're a marketing leader and you can't immediately say, this is the operating model that you use, and this is the data model that you use, and you don't know that um, right straight away, that like, that almost guarantees that your team doesn't know that straight away, which creates potentially a lot of misalignment downstream between revenue strategy, what tools you buy, and the tactical execution. And so getting everyone ideally on the go-to-market team aligned, right? It's, when you look at like a Sandler or a Challenger, it's really like a sales framework. And there are many out there sort of like marketing frameworks that could move across any of those five core stages. But what we really need now is we need a go-to-market operating framework. We need a revenue team operating framework, not marketing, having their own framework and sales, having their own framework. And so bringing that all together, I think will be one of the next big moves. Cool. Hope that was helpful.